Hello and welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sigima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. And we're having another great day today. I just want to give a shout out to all of my Coffee and the Cosmos family. I love you so much. I pray and decree the glory of the Lord increase in your life. I want to encourage you to continue to share these podcasts, whether it's around the world or around the corner with your friends or family or strangers and allow their life to become exuberant with the fire of the glory of Yahweh as they engage the deeper secrets and mysteries of Yahweh. Well, let's just jump right back into what we're talking about on our dream board. I I can't get this off my mind. Yahweh will not leave me alone about it. It's been a while since I've done a series of podcasts on the same subject, but he will not leave me alone about it because he's trying to bring new life. Can you say new life? Man, I, I, let me tell you what I saw just then. I saw like a breath of fresh air on dry grass. It was like a big field and it was dry and the, the, the grass was kind of like leaning down. But there's a big, big breath of fresh air from Holy Spirit, the essence of Yeshua, the glory of the love light of Yahweh blew over it. And all of a sudden, the grass began to stand up tall and begin to shine like bright green and the light come out of it because the glory of the Lord was reestablishing victory, reestablishing dreams, reestablishing hopes, reestablishing faith, reestablishing a desire and a passion to do things greater than you've ever done, reestablishing the awakening of who you are before you ever came to the earth, reestablishing your memory from your spirit being to begin to lord and rule over your soul in love, over your body in love for the cascading power of the love light of Yahweh that's all the way through you by Christ Yeshua, Jesus, our King and our Lord, being amplified by the revelation that comes through Holy Spirit. And I see God is saying, you know, you, you think of a dream, you know, I don't know, God keeps talking to me about Joseph and Everybody know Joseph had a dream. And of course, Joseph was a blabbermouth. And we have to learn wisdom from Joseph. Everyone is not going to celebrate your dream. Everyone's not going to celebrate your thoughts. Let me tell you something. When I was 17 years old, the only water that they were selling in the little convenience store, the Time Saver, was Perrier. It was so expensive. It was like back then it was like $2 a bottle. It says it was imported, I don't know, from Paris or something. It was a little eight ounce bottle, green bottle. Hardly only the rich would buy it, I guess. And um, I remember Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I want you to open a bottling, water bottling company. Now I'm 17 years old. I don't have a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out. And so I just started sharing it with my friends and family and different people. And people would tell me, why in the world would you want a bottled water when they could just go drink it out the spigot? Needless to say, my dreams were cast and put aside and I never opened up a water company. You know, my name being last name Wells, right? I mean, come on, uh, how how much could it fit, right? Uh, But people will rob you of your dream circumstances will rob you of your dream. If you're old enough, you will rob you of your dream by mishaps, by failures along the way, by disappointments, uh, by judgment of your own self, self-hatred that you think you don't have or self-doubt you know, doubt and all these things that happen subconsciously to us 
as we go through life and as much success as we have, there's a whole list of failures along the way. There's a whole list of bombardment of trials and error that we've done along the way that somehow ingrains itself into our soul and our backbone and our vertebrae and our cells. So when we begin to dream, it begins to weigh it down like chains to an anchor to the ground and keeps us from getting it off the ground. So not only will outside influence kill your vision, I, uh, I had a vision of something I put out and they were like, oh, you, you know, you shouldn't use that as a vision. And my mind tried to tell me I shouldn't use that as a vision, but, but that's exactly what st stimulated my senses in my brain to say, I want this like this. So it was the, it was the fuel that was the contact that was stimulating my brain to say, no, this is a picture of the substance that I want to manifest in the earth out of the heavenly realm. And it doesn't matter what anyone else says. It doesn't matter if anyone else agrees with me outside of Yahweh, Yeshua and the Holy Spirit. And that's why you have to be careful. Let's go back to Joseph for a minute. Uh, Joseph was a mighty man of God. Joseph was blessed by God. Joseph's favor, the favor of the Lord was on Joseph. And um, so he began to have dreams and he began to tell his brother his dreams and that how basically they would all bow down to him. And he began to tell his father. And it caused enmity with everyone that was around him. Enmity was just like, they were like, oh, we're against this dude. Who does he think he is? Uh, what makes him think he's going to accomplish these dreams? What makes him think, well, what is he the next, you know, Donald Trump or the next Bill Gates or, you know, whoever you think has got rich in power? Uh, who's the guy that owns Jeff Bezos that owns Amazon? Uh, some people have done some really incredible things in life. And, um, you know, we're like, oh, you know, you're not like that. You're just a regular Joe. You're just a regular person. Or you're too old or, or you're too young or, or you've already been married and divorced or you, you already had businesses fail or you've only worked or you don't have enough education or all the things that people come to steal your dream. And, you know, Yahweh took me back today. He was like, you know, Joseph was a blabbermouth <laughs> and I had to go that route with him to get him to his destiny, but it wasn't really the plan route that Yahweh had for him. It wasn't to suffer him as much as he suffered because you'll suffer along the way to your dreams. I'm sure you know that there's nothing comes. Greatness does not come without a cost. Uh, that's just the way the earth is made. It's the way the world is made that nothing comes without a cost of pain, a cost of something in your life whether it's time, whether it's finances, whether it's focus, whether it's education, whether it's studious, uh, whether it's relationships, everything great costs. So you have to count the costs as well as your dreams. And so Yahweh was bringing me back to my dream board this morning. And he's like, look at it, engage over it. Because right now that's all I can do. I don't, I don't have, other than seeking the Father, I don't have one ounce of natural ability to accomplish those things to the level I can do them because I've already done some of them, but not to the level that was in my heart, not into the level that I used to dream about, not into the level when I was a boy coming out of high school and going into the military and uh, just running to try to accomplish something and having big dreams and all the things that, that was put in my heart. Those type of dreams that over the years got beat down to a minimum or even that which settled. And Yahweh's like, I don't want you to settle. I don't want you to have a minimum. 
Remember the cut? I'm 58 years old. Remember the Kentucky Fried Chicken guy, right? Uh, Colonel Sanders. He didn't start rocking it until he was 65. Moses didn't start rocking it until he was 80. Uh, Noah was over 600. I mean, come on. Let, let, let's just go into these things and begin to believe again that we're not going to let age be nothing but a number. Nothing but a number. It's, it's not going to be the number that's going to stop us from accomplishing, obtaining the gold and the dreams that God has for us. Well, you don't understand. I'm retired and my, my money is uh, so fixed. Uh, you don't understand. My education is so low. Uh, you don't understand. I don't even know how to do the thing. No, 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 no. You get your dream out of your spirit being and you begin to call it forth. Yahweh will send you what you need. One thing I don't like about Moses and one thing I like about Moses is now, don't ask me. I don't understand this. Moses is standing before I am that I am. Come on, Elohim, right? And when you always begin to explain to them who made the blind, who made the sick, who made this, who made that, right? And then better yet, let's go ahead with this. He put his hand, he put leprosy on him, and then he took leprosy off of him. Why in the world did he not say, God, take away this stutter? I mean, come on. But what I love about God's mercy and grace was he said, you know what? I'll still make you God before man, but you'll speak your words into Joshua. And Joshua will speak on your behalf. And you'll be God to Joshua, and your word will be God before the people. Now, he could have instantly healed them. I don't know why he didn't. He could have asked for it. But all I know is that Yahweh didn't say that limitation that was too big in your mind is only too big in your mind. I'll send you what you have need of. I'll send and make a way. As you pursue and engage the vision board, as you pursue and engage those dreams, as you pursue and engage the blueprint before Yahweh by the Holy Spirit on the other side of the veil, as you by Holy Spirit go into the torn flesh of Yeshua and go into the heavenly realm and begin to engage the scrolls of heaven, I will begin to send those things that you have need of and make a way as you yourself will be drawing it to you because of your faith, because of your belief system, because your faith and your belief system will begin to have a frequency that will cause that thing to come to you. See, what happens in life, we have so much that robs us and steals from us and destroys us and we forfeit and give away so much that through the years it weakens our resolve. Oh, we have faith in God. Of course we do. We're saved. We're tongue talkers. We believe in going into the heavens. We believe in seeing the Father. We believe in all these wonderful things that God does in the Spirit. But on the same hand, in the natural realm, we've been down the road so many times that sometimes it wearies us. So even though we're saying it with our mouth and even though we're believing it, or should I say conceiving it in our thoughts, our heart has been buffeted enough that it truly doesn't send out that frequency. And when you don't send out that frequency, it's not bringing it to you. Not that God don't want to bring it to you. And yes, God, now I'm not talking about the sovereign move of God. The sovereign move of God is why we seek the Father and He moves and there's nothing that can stop it. But He's also training us not to live on His sovereign move because that's all we've ever seen. He wants us to learn how to move sovereignly the hand of God. He's not looking for God's hand to move sovereignly by Himself. He's looking for us to move sovereignly as the hand of God in the earth. So He's growing us up and He's having us want to have the frequency of our dream, the frequency of our scroll, the frequency of that desire that's inside of you, seeking the Father's first and He'll give you the desires of your heart. He didn't say the desires of His heart. And I'm not just talking about religious board. 
I don't, I mean, I have a lot of stuff about the glory of the Lord on my board because that is what consumes me. But I have earthly things because I live in this earthly body. I need to be a certain level of health. I need certain provision to do certain things. I need certain things that I just darn right delight. I want a condo in Destin so bad it's ridiculous on the water. Why? I go to, I go to Destin every year. I love Destin. For the last, I don't know, 17, 18, 19 years, I go to Destin every year and rent somebody else's house or rent someone else's condo that I can go and visit. I've, I've wanted my own my whole life. Well, you know, I let that dream go. I don't want to let that dream go no more. I don't want to let that dream. Now, I have no way of getting it in the natural realm, but the Father can lead me and show me. See, so I want to move by faith. I want to move by faith. Oh, well, apostle, that's not really important. You know, maybe God will, maybe he won't. That, that's why you don't go share your dream with everybody. I'm not looking for the ones that says maybe God will, maybe God won't. I'll use someone, for example. There's someone in my church, Prophetess Bacon, and I've tried to give her wisdom on certain things that I know that in the natural world works this way, right? Here, A plus B plus C, two plus two is four. This is how you get this thing done. And she's not doing it that way, right? And so I'll be engaging with her, engaging with her, and talking to her about, well, this is wisdom as an apostle. Let me give you wisdom, and this is how you do it. And she's like, no, this is what I know that I know that I know that's been spoken to me by the Father, and I have to do it this way. Even though I've not seen it come to pass, though, she's been speaking about this one thing for five years or plus. I'm telling you, she has so much faith, it moves me to know that, you know what? Ultimately, Yahweh is going to move that for her. Because you cannot be putting that frequency out in the heavenly realm and Yahweh not move on your behalf, the earth not move on your behalf. Even scientific in the natural realm for all the positive speakers and those that try to pull things in by their own thoughts, they understand the theory of the frequency that's inside of you will create. Kind of like if you, you know, go into uh, some of the Hebrew living letters and Aleph and you go into Abracadabra, which we used to hear as a kid on movies, you know, Seam, Seam, Telebeam from Johnny Quest, the little cartoon I used to watch, right? And Abracadabra, open sesame, right? Well, Abracadabra comes from a Hebrew word that basically says, I will create as I speak. As I speak, it will be created. Well, that speaking isn't just your mouth, it's your frequency, and so that's why you have to protect your dream. You have to guard your dream. You have to brood over your dream and cause it to come to pass in the earth. And you have to focus on it and you have to put out the work and the effort and all the cost that it takes for that dream to come to pass. And the Father will become the equalizer to the things you don't have. The Holy Spirit will become the leadership of the pathway that you must go. Yeshua's blood covenant and his glory upon your life will begin to call that thing forth in and out of you. You can dream again. Now, I'm telling you, I did this podcast just for you. You always said that. You can dream again and you can dream big again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of the Lord. And you're hearing the word of the Lord again today. To dream, to believe, to become healthy, to become wealthy, to become prosperous, to become glorious, to become more like Yahweh, Yeshua, Urak, Kadesh, Holy Ghost, to have the things in life that you've longed for, the shalom peace, the peace of mind, the fullness of joy, the clarity of direction, 
Yahweh says, dream again and see what I will do, says the Lord of hosts. Once again, share this with your friends. They need this. It will encourage them. It will bless them. I love you. You are so beautiful. I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.